You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Hello, everybody. Buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches, whatever it is, where you're at. Welcome to Metro Vision Studios. And uh, we're doing today a study, a classic study on one of the greatest stories in the Bible, the story of Jonah. And there's some fantastic lessons here for us to learn. I can't wait to jump in. It's going to be a great time and a lot of great learning here. I mean, this is just such a great story about God calling us and how we respond to him. Uh, let's, let's go to God in prayer as we jump into the scriptures and, uh, and, and see what God has to say for each of us. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for reaching out to us. Thank you for sending us a text that is so clear, that is so, uh, Father, important in our lives, God. Help us to learn from every single scripture we read, God. We pray that it'll be transformative to our minds, our hearts, and change the way we live our lives so that we can live within your will, God. Please bless this time that you've given us to study your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So the story of Jonah all right, so first of all, let me clarify, this is not Pinocchio, all right? Pinocchio is the little wooden guy who got swallowed by a whale. This is Jonah, the, the Jewish prophet of the 8th century who gets swallowed by a whale because he was resisting God. You know, I used to get the two confused when I was little. And, you know, the funny thing about Jonah, you know, I remember one time I was watching a National Geographic and Jacques Cousteau, and that really dates me, Jacques Cousteau, was, it, was, it was Sunday night, National Geographic night, and he was talking about the giant grouper of the Mediterranean and how this giant grouper could be the fish that swallowed Jonah. And I remember thinking, I was a little kid and I was watching this, and I thought, aha, they finally proved the Bible to be true. You know, and, and, and I really thought this was the case. And I was all excited about these giant groupers. And of course, there's other ways it could have happened. There's the whale. And then, and, and, and the fact is that it, it doesn't necessarily prove anything. Jonah is a story we learn by faith that we have to believe that it happened and that the lesson in it was for us to learn from, not to get caught up in what kind of fish swallowed him, or could a man survive in that, although there have been historical cases of people swallowed by fish and rescued. So we know it happens, and we know it can happen, but that's not what this is about. Now, if you remember, um, this this was such a great show, I used to watch it. You remember the the the, the theme? Oh, I was going to sue this at the beginning. Remember? And then what? Boom, boom. Right. That was, that was, that was like the excitement of the weekend. We'd watch that on Sunday night. And that was back in the day when there was only three channels. But, but I learned so much. And that, that night, that show just really kind of fired me up because I thought, that's it. That proves the Bible's true. I was probably like 10 years old. But, um, now there's a lot more out there to the, than that. You know, we know that Jonah really is the story of God reaching out. It's the story of Acts 17 when Paul was preaching. He says, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands, human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man, he made all nations of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And in his... in Excuse me. And he has marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. 
God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as some of our own poets have said, as some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by human design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands people everywhere to repent. For he has said a day that he will judge the world and justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. So God is reaching out to everybody. And part of that message is to repent. That's We all have to repent to be right with God, to be with God, to be near God. And that is the story of Jonah. Jonah being called to be a prophet of repentance. So Jonah, let's, let's, let's look at Jonah. So Jonah is, um, well, well, let's read chapter 1, verse 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. So Jonah is in Israel and you can see that's the, that's the arrow on the, le- on the right side. And when God calls him, he flees to that arrow way across the Mediterranean. Basically, he's trying to get as far away from God as he can. And if you look at the little arrow, the little star right above the first star, that's where he was supposed to go. That's Nineveh, the one right on the riverbanks, where he ends up trying to run to is clear across the world. It's actually literally was considered the end of the world, where Spain and Africa meet. There's two huge rocks. One is Gibraltar. One is on the other side. And they were called the Pillars of Hercules. That was considered the end of the world. You go past that, there be monsters out there. And, and, and Jonah flees. He tries to run, right? He says, but Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. That's that city way out there on the edge of Spain. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound port. That's that first star. <clears throat> After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed off for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. He did not want to go to Nineveh. He did not want to go to help them because the Ninevites were deadly enemies of the Jews. And they had done, they do some pretty horrible stuff to people they conquer. And the Jews didn't want anything to do with them. Of course, they, they're, you know, they're the, the capital of the Syrian Empire, Assyrian Empire, and they'd done a lot of horrible things. So they were absolutely the bad guys. And here God is commanding Jonah to go to them and preach the word. It's the last thing he wants to do. I mean, Jonah, not only does he not want to go preach to them, he doesn't care if they get condemned. He doesn't care if they get judged. He certainly doesn't want to go risk his life and then just to go save them and call them to repentance. So it says, after paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Big mistake. You can't flee from the Lord. You can't run from God. I mean, you could run, but you cannot hide. And of course, what does God do when we run from? He goes after us, right? So there's three sections of this. The first section is everybody gets a call. So God, so Nona, Jonah gets a call from God to go and preach the word. Everybody gets a call. You get a call. We all get a call to be right with God, to be with God, to help other people, to reach out to others. 
and help them to know God. It's no different than Jonah's call. The difference is he was told to go reach out to the Ninevites and they were the last people he wanted to reach out to. Yeah, Jonah was, I don't know if you could say it was a racist because they're the same pretty similar race, but definitely an ethnic prejudice going on there. And, and so he takes off, he's going to disobey the Lord, which is a stupid plan. You, you know, how do you run away from, from, from God? And he heads to the extreme west. And then it says in verse 4, Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell asleep into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe we will take, maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. So number two section, number one, everybody gets a call. You get a call. I get a call. We all get a call. Number two, you can run, but you cannot hide. Jonah decides he's going to run from God. Where are you going to hide from God? Where are you going to run from God? He runs, and of course, by coincidence, this huge storm hits. Now that should be your first sign. You know, it's amazing how determined God is to reach out to us. He will send storms in our lives that hopefully wake us up, that hopefully get us to pay attention and to listen to his call. Everybody on the ship is praying. Where's Jonah? He goes down below deck. And he goes to sleep. What is that? He's hiding from God. You know, sometimes we go below deck. We try to go off the radar. We try to hide. And sometimes we try to sleep. We're, we're, we're just checked out. We don't want to think about things. We don't want to deal with things. And we, that is our way of running. Maybe we can't run across the Mediterranean Sea, but we can run away in our hearts, we can run away in our minds, and we can check out, and we can hide. And this is what he was doing. Jonah had gone below deck, and there he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain of the ship goes to him and says, wake up, get up and call on your God. Now the captain has no idea that Jonah is running from the God, the holy God, the true God. And, 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 and he just tells them, go, get up and pray so that we don't die. And verse 7 says, then, then the sailors said to each other, come, let us cast lots to find out who's responsible for this calamity. They cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. What a coincidence, right? Jonah gets, gets outed here. So they asked him, tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble for us. What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? And from what people are you? And he answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. The hilarious part about this is, okay, so first he runs, God sends a storm. Then he goes below deck, God sends the captain to wake him up and get him up on deck again. You know, he tries to go to sleep, he tries to hide. God isn't going to leave us alone when we run away. When we try to hide from God, what does he do? He, he sends storms. If that doesn't work, he sends people to come and try to wake us up. To come and, come and try to get us to realize what's happening here. So he sends the captain. Every one of us, you know, none of us just one day wake up and say, I think I'll get right with God. 
all of us, somebody has sent. Maybe it's a friend, a neighbor, a co-worker. Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's somebody, you know, maybe you grew up in the church and it was a teen worker. But God always sends people into our lives that wake us up, basically. They go down below deck, they wake us up and try to get us to understand what God is doing and to pray to God, to turn to God. And, and the funny thing is that Jonah, he says, I'm a Hebrew I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. I mean, Jonah, even though he's, he's, he's running away, he still has this tremendous respect for God. He says, I serve the God that's the creator of everything, including the land and the sea. And it's like, okay, you big dummy, if you know that he created everything, what makes you think you can run away from him? If you know that he's the omniscient, omnipresent, omnipowerful God, why would you even try to run away from him, right? It, I, I get the feeling there's a little pride coming out here of like, hey, I know the real God, right? So it says, this terrified them, and they asked, what have you done? They knew that he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them. The sea was getting rougher and rougher. So they asked him, what should we do to you to make the sea calm down from us, for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied. It will become calm. I know that it is my fault that the great storm has come upon you. So things are getting worse. They're getting worse and worse and worse, which is point number three. Things can always get worse. I mean, sometimes we think, oh my gosh, things are so bad. This is happening. That's happening. Let me tell you something. Things can always get worse. We need to know that. We need to be aware of that. That, that, that just because things are bad doesn't mean they're not going to get worse. There's no guarantee there. So the sea's getting rougher. Things are getting bad. They asked Jonah, what do we do? And he says, you know what? Just, just throw me overboard. You know, and I don't know what that is. You know, was he doing that because he really cared about them? Or was he saying that because he was feeling sorry for himself? And like, look, I just die. I, I just, just kill me. Just kill me now. I'm not sure. I mean, it might have been a cop out. It might, you know, it's like the brother who says, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm just going to leave the church. I need to fall away. I need to be honest and real and try to make it sound like it's a noble gesture when you should never walk away from God. You should never leave his family, no matter what. And if it's because of something we're struggling with, then we just need to repent. We need to get help and repent and do better, serve God and be with him. Uh, leaving, quitting is never a good option and certainly not taking your own life for sure. And he says, he says, um, you know, just throw me into the sea and the sea was getting rougher. And it, and it says in verse 13, here's what's interesting. In verse 13 it says, instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not for the sea grew even wilder than it had before. Then they cried out to the Lord, Lord, please do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. So you think, you know, things are pretty bad. There's this storm and they try to row away and it gets even worse. Now it's even worse. 
And then it gets really bad because they finally decide to take Jonah's advice and they throw him into the ocean. That's pretty bad. But you know what's even worse? Is a big fish comes and swallows him. I mean, it just, things go from bad to worse to worse. And now he's sitting in the belly of a fish. And what does Jonah do? He starts to pray. Okay, finally, Jonah's starting to take the right steps. You know, when we're in a bad situation and things are getting worse, what should we always do? Turn to God. Turn ourselves into Him. Pray to God. Reach out to Him. He's the rescuer. He's the Savior. He's the one that can help us in any situation that we get ourselves into. No matter how bad it is. But we have to know that. We have to believe that. And more importantly, we have to take action on that. Because we cannot run away. We cannot hide. God will come after us. And, and, And it's not because of vengeance. It's because of love. Because he cares about us. So Jonah gets swallowed by the fish. And he says, in my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. I love that. You know, in my stress, in my problems, in my anxiety, in my frustrations, I called to the Lord and he answered me. Boy, what an important moment that is for all of us. When we realize I got to stop running, I got to stop hiding, I got to stop pretending, I got to wake up and not be asleep. I can't be a Christian asleep. I need to wake up and fully participate in this great life that God has for me. It took a lot to happen to him. It took the storm. It took the waves. It took the ocean to get choppy. It took the crew to throw him overboard. It took a great fish to swallow him. How much does it take for us to get, for God to get our attention? For God to get us to turn ourselves into him? For God to wake us up and get us to, to, to trust him again? To reach out to him? To pray to him. It's the lesson that Jonah was in the middle of. And he, he goes through this passionate prayer. And in verse 8, he is, we're, gonna, we're reading the end of his prayer. He says, Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God, God's love for them. But I wish, but I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. I mean, he's, he's, he's just, he's getting right with God. He's, he's recognizing the truth. You know, he's realized, okay, I'm blowing it. I need to wake up. I need to turn myself into God. Now, it took a pretty bad situation because right before that, he said, when my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayers rose to you, to your holy temple. You know, he, he reached a pretty desperate point. He says his life was ebbing away. You know, if you've ever been so down or so suffering that you feel like your life is literally draining away from you, that's pretty bad. I've been there where you just feel such a deep sense of despair. And he, and that's what it took for him to finally turn to God. The question is, what does it take to us for us to turn around? Hopefully not as much, but if you're in that situation, it's never too late because point number four is Things can always get better. They can always get worse, yes, 
but they can always get better. Verse 10, And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. You know, things can always get better. God is in control. God can do great things. And God can help us in any situation, so long as we understand how important it is that we turn to Him, that we turn ourselves to Him. And then it says in chapter 3, and I love this, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. So God commanded Jonah. Jonah ran away. Things got pretty bad. He comes around, thankfully, and God blesses him. And he gives him another chance to serve the Lord. He gives him another chance to do right. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. I love that. Okay, no no second guessing here. No hesitation. He just went. This time, he's going for it. This time, he's not going to wrestle and fight God. It doesn't make any sense to fight God. It doesn't make any sense to resist the Lord. When he calls us to do something, we might as well just do it. Because the faster we do it, the better our life will go. The better things go for us. I want to read Second Peter chapter 3. This is going to be our last scripture. He says in verse 3, Above all, you must understand that in the last days scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is the coming promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it had been since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, God, God's word, um, long ago, God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. You know, the story of Jonah was to go and save a city, to go and save a people. How? By calling them repent to repentance. By serving the Lord and calling others to come back to God. That's what repentance means. It means you come back to God. It means you turn around. But before Jonah could help them, he had to himself repent. He had to get it right with God. He had to stop fighting God, stop running from God. And sometimes that's where we're at. We just got to stop fighting God. We got to turn ourselves in. We have to repent because what we have to always understand is that our lives impact many other lives. If Jonah would have never gone to Nineveh, all those people wouldn't have been saved. And they did repent. They listened to Jonah and they repented. Despite the fact that he didn't even want them to. But they did. Because they respected God. And ultimately what matters is who's going to be right with God. That's the most important thing. And we have the message to help people. We have the knowledge needed. We know Jesus. So we have everything we need to get out there and help people. But we've got to be willing to go. We can't be hiding. We can't be below deck. We can't be asleep. And we certainly can't be running away. 
God is reaching out to the whole world and we're his instruments. We are the prophets now. We are the ones sent out there. And what's most important in the end is for everybody to get a chance to hear from Jesus' mouth, well done, good and faithful servant. It's what God wants. It's what I want for everybody I care about. It's what I want to do to help others that I don't even know. Because I know it's what God wants. Because we're all his children. Because he loves all of us. So we've got to be willing participants. We've got to be willing prophets for God. We've got to be willing to love a people that we don't even know. And care about them. And go to them. And share the gospel with them. And help them to understand the importance of repentance. The importance of returning to God. So thank you for this time together to study out Jonah, to learn the lesson from. Everybody gets a call. You have your call. I have my call. You got to be listening. You got to make sure that you're hearing the call. Our ears have to be open. Everybody gets a call. Things that happen to us, we cannot run away from God. We can run, but we cannot hide. And don't forget, things can always get worse. Sometimes we think things are bad. They can always get worse. But they can also always get better. And the best thing is when everybody gets to have a chance to repent and be with God. That's His will. That's His will for you, for me, and everybody that we care about. God bless you. When coming. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com 